0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Neal the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Oh, he backed it in. He backed it in. And the game is tied. We're going to overtime. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh, assists. No. Oh, oh the block. chicken! Double time. Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Whoa! 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 Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor! On the default! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Born Ready to Pod Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Born Ready to Pod Podcast. My name is Chris Cook. Here with me, as always, Jake Light and Eric Hawk. How is it going, fellas?
2: Well, uh, it's going pretty well. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be hard to talk about anything other than gambling because, um, as you two know, we have this, uh, what was the Madden chat? Uh, Madden was very popular amongst our uh, Born Ready to Pod fans. They love some of our stories. So that has transitioned. Very steadily into a gambling only chat. I don't. I haven't played Madden in a week and a half. Kind of forgot it existed. To be honest with you, we've just been gambling. Um, I'm getting in trouble at home for just looking at my phone, trying to you know get bets in. Uh, daily, we kind of get together at around 10:30, 11 o'clock. We go over every single MLB game, what we like, what we don't like. Um, I'm. Ch- I mean, I literally have two phones out right now with different scores on. I'm addicted. I need it. Um, so I'm living my best life. I've, I'm not losing money. I've actually gained money through this whole process. I know eventually it'll go away because <laughs> when you're addicted to it like this, I mean, you can't stop until it's gone. So, um, But I love it. I love it more than anything. I love baseball being back, and I, I'm looking forward to the NBA starting tomorrow.
0: I've always thought baseball is the most random and hardest game to bet, but it just makes the game so much more exciting. And this is a tune-up for the NBA season. There's going to be a lot of bets we like there too, so – Baseball being back is awesome. Every game I've watched has been somewhat entertaining, I'd say, and you know, with money on the line, I haven't won any money yet. I jumped on the train last night, three bets, zero for three. I was predicting innings, which it can that can really burn you. Right. Predicting innings is one of the harder things to do, but it's a, it's a blast for
2: sure, and I love Indiana's gambling laws. I think I think what I love most about our little gambling our little gambling ring we have is there's probably you know four. To five guys that really, really watch baseball, like know the game, know the players, know the lineups, like literally knows the ins and the outs, what teams are hitting against, soft toss and lefties. Like we're actually going in hard on this, and then we got this one guy, um, Turdy Betts. Turdy Betts. Turdy Betts. The hottest um, name in gambling. Hottest name in gambling. Dude has picked home runs. Left and right, like if you if you pick a player to hit home run, you're probably making three to yeah. seven times your money. Did he hit blackman today. He he hit Blackman. he didn't hit a homer, but I mean he's just he he is probably uh, he knows baseball really well. I'm not I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but as far as gambling goes, he's just kind of throwing shit against the wall. Dude is hotter than Hokey Smokey Dude, right now.
0: You'd rather be lucky than good. He's hotter the than, saying in the boat. Yeah, he's
2: hotter than Chicken Wings at that Magic City, uh, <laughs> Lou Williams Bar, Titty Club, whatever
0: it is. Oh, my but, God. Yeah. That's my new life goal is to try those wings. Yeah, I think you got- I've seen the pictures online, and they look
2: incredible. I'm just saying—I can't remember. Is that in Atlanta? Yeah. yeah. It's a,
0: if you listen to any future songs, he references Magic City, every other oh, song. So that's, wow. So that's an Atlanta staple.
2: I'm kind of thinking um, maybe— you know, next year, a couple years, Pacers uh, head Atlanta? down to Atlanta. Uh, maybe, we <laughs> maybe we sneak in. We maybe we sneak call, in. Maybe call Dewan, see Did what he, he wants. Maybe a Graves game down there. Maybe. Got to hit up DeJuan. Got to hit up, up, DeJuan.
1: up DeJuan. I know we'll he come knows come some bad chicks down there. <laughs> yeah, he
2: does. DeJuan knows the bad chicks. <laughs> and he's out of Twitter jail.
1: Yeah. And he's God. back.
2: So thank God. I love it. I love it.
1: But, yeah, a lot of talking here. Chris, yeah, Chris Go what ahead. are you? Yeah, You're going to be a dad mean? soon. Anything yeah. else going on? No. I've uh, been joined watching baseball as well. Uh, I don't really watch much baseball except for the Cubs during the year. So yeah. I've been watching every game gambling on it. And I want to commend – I mean, I don't like the way they've set things up, I like with the Marlins situation and things like that. But it's gone a lot smoother than I thought it would with no fans and everything like that, it's still enjoyable to watch.
2: Right. Um, I'm going to cut in here just for a second. So when listeners actually hear this episode, you'll know what we're watching. We are watching baseball live. We might have 20 to 30 bets out right now. Currently we are watching the Cubs. We have first inning, no runs, um, by either team. So we'll be cheering for that. We're going to be cheering for the under at nine runs. And we're <laughs> also cheering for the Cubs on the money line. So if you hear us get emotional, um, we have a lot of bets out. We'll try to cover it, but you will you will be hearing live either cheering or um, sheer death to our bank account. So I think speaking
1: be fun. speaking of bets, uh, as sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Ooh. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and there is no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be on. Also, tune in as Floyd Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice Is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag to check out all the odds and up to date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet Online, your online wagering experts.
0: Dang, one take. Nice. Yeah.
1: Uh, and we got to read that again, 50%. percent we got two more ad reads. But anyways, let's get into some Pacers talk here. Uh, since the last time we talked, a lot has went down. Uh, Oladipo deciding to play in the scrimmage games. Those since have passed, we'll talk about those a little bit. But uh, first I want to get into the Sabonis injury news. Demontis Sabonis left the NBA bubble uh, last Friday with a significant foot injury. We already knew that it. there were some rumblings that he had plantar fasciitis. Uh, people aren't really sure, but it is a significant foot injury. So he's going to seek a second opinion from a specialist. Um, so if he follows all protocols and does end up coming back, uh, he will have to do a four-day quarantine. Um, not all hope is lost, though. McMillan has uh, told reporters the Pacers are hopeful that the all-star big man, big man can still play in the resumed season, uh, but it likely would probably be more towards the playoff game. So his bonus average, 18.5 points per game this season, 12 uh, rebounds per game and five assists. So, uh, how big of a loss will this be for the Pacers if he can't play at all this season?
0: I mean, it's a huge loss. He's the one guy we have that, you know, teams can't really prepare for because he's not really the modern NBA, you know, staple. Not a lot of teams have a guy like him. And the fact that he passes the ball is so incredible. And just the rebounding. We know Turner isn't the best rebounder. Hopefully he gets better at that. He's going to have more opportunities. But, I mean, that's invaluable. So, that sucks 100%. I really don't think he's going to play. I think it would take a miracle if, if I had to guess. A significant foot injury I don't think you can get back from in like a month, especially a big man with all that weight on it. I think he's done. Sucks for the season, but, you know, the bubble season's kind of – it's a weird season anyway, so it just kind of makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, and I think you guys are hitting the nail on the head. Um, I, I truly think that it might, it might be best for the Pacers here to kind of – uh, reevaluate what we have on the roster. F- f- you know, figure out. I think guys, obviously, like uh, Aaron Holiday, uh, Justin Holiday. I, I know we I-, I personally want to talk about them a little bit more in depth as we move forward. But um, we're we have an opportunity to play different. I, I don't think we risk uh, Sabonis. Um, you know, giving him that big extension. I don't think we risk it. I think we see what we have with our younger guys, and to be honest with you, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a little bit different and maybe even more fun to watch the Pacers play the way they're getting ready to play. I I, I think it probably uh, makes us worse. Obviously, you, you take away an All Star, uh, you take away a guy that can pass the ball, and he just has that blue collar attitude that you know the Indiana Pacers need, and Sabonis. bonus. But uh, it's going to give other guys an opportunity. I think it's going to give uh, guys like Miles Turner um a chance to really prove his worth i mean he's really gonna have to prove it on the defensive end now and he's gonna have to step up offensively so i you know um we probably didn't really have a chance at winning um you know everything this year but i i do think we could be a fun team to watch i think we could give some people um uh, some fits if if we d backs
1: are ahead. that's big that's big
2: i mean and for better or worse we're gonna get
0: more go-go minutes you know, so for better, probably I, for
2: worse. Honestly, I think if what we need is more Edmund Sumner minutes. You think uh, so? If we need more Sumner minutes. I don't think so. I think that'd be huge. Uh, but no, seriously. Eight I, games, I just, no ass tag. That's all I need. <laughs> I need eight games under 15 <laughs> points. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, I just... Uh, I know. I, Sabonis is my favorite player on the team. Yeah. Uh, it's just So it sucks in being out, but I do. I want to see what Aaron holiday has got. I want to see what we play when we go small ball. And uh, Javier Baez just swung at a ball that uh, bounced 25 feet in front of home <laughs> plate. Struck strike three. So Sonny Gray will do that too. So yeah.
1: new starting lineup, which is hap- uh, they did it in the last two scrimmage games against the Mavs and uh, the Spurs. Uh, Aaron Holiday, Malcolm Brogdon. Victor Oladipo, T.J. Warren at the four with Miles Turner. Uh, Brogdon was asked what he thought about the lineup. Uh, he was sa- said that uh, there's going to be less play calls, less inside-out ball. Uh, we're going to be predicated on the guards making plays. Miles is going to be the inside-out threat, but it's guards making plays, getting penetration, and then we'll get shots from from there. So. Uh, I think one of the best things about that lineup is you've got three guys in there that can bring the ball up, three guys that can play off the ball. You're not heavily relying on Sabonis down low, which, I mean, obviously the Pacers love to run the ball through him, and he's fully capable of scoring, but I think this is going to be – the Pacers introducing more of a modern style of play, something that fans have been wanting to see for years. Uh, They weren't really sure that Nate McMillan would ever install this type of offense, so we'll see what happens. But what are you guys most looking forward to with those three guard lineups, TJ Warren moving to the four? Uh, Really the only thing staying in place is Miles Turner, but he's going to get a lot more opportunities than he would with Sabonis in the lineup.
0: Yeah, I think you mentioned everything, like, it's just going to be completely different than what we're used to. A lot more ball movement along the top of the key. The pick and roll with Miles is going to be huge for all three of those guys. And I think Warren's going to be the beneficiary in a lot of those. Just open the corner for three. He'll be—he's the one guy off the ball that can get a shot a lot too, real easily. So we don't know until we see it in a live action game. But I mean, the scrimmages have looked solid. It hasn't looked like they've really missed a step. I mean, once you get all those subs in, you're not gonna—you're not going for the win necessarily. But I wouldn't say it's looked bad. We can win some of these games. We can maybe win a playoff series still, but, you know, Holiday's young, so he's going to have all the pressure on him as far as how far it goes and how much it actually works. And hopefully it's – it's with no fans, no at, with this kind of atmosphere, this is the kind of ball they've been playing their whole lives, you know. Going to tournaments young,
1: you know, it's
0: not college basketball, not high school basketball necessarily, but everything else. So they're accustomed to this kind of play and play style. So I'm excited. And
1: in the first two ga- – in those last two games, uh, Turner – 17 points, 10 rebounds against the Spurs, 15 points and it uh, looks like uh, 8 rebounds against the Mavericks. So yeah,
0: Those are fine numbers.
1: Yeah, You're pretty good numbers, numbers the right there. If he can put those up during the the actual games, I think the Pacers um, obviously we want Sabonis out there and playing, but I think they can, you know, manage this blow if he can put those type of stats up when the games actually matter.
2: Yeah, I think the thing I'm looking most forward to and maybe for a selfish reason um You know, when Sabonis is out, you guys both mentioned, we we run the ball through him, and I think rightfully so on a a normal basis. I mean, he's our easiest bucket. I mean, uh, if the ball's in his hands, that's our best chance to score if we get it to him in the right spots. But... I really want to see what a guy like uh, maybe Justin Holliday can do with a little more usage. And he's obviously not going to get a ton more shots, but even two or three more shots a game because there's more shots to go around without Sabonis. I think that's huge for him, and I, I selfishly really want the Pacers to consider a multi-year deal. I, I think um, he's my second favorite Pacer. He honestly might be my favorite Pacer, just Sabonis is better. I mean, the guy is incredible. I, I don't know. It might have been Chris who tweeted this from our, our uh, account. If you give him a spot-up three, like, I will take a spot-up three from him over anybody else. I th- I'm so confident in Justin Holliday. The way he plays, uh, his demeanor, he's clearly a leader. Uh, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to giving him an opportunity to really go out and earn a contract. Uh, I really think he's already earned it, but I really – I just – I want him here and I'm on a multi-year deal. I mean,
1: 100%. you look at those teams that have won stuff in the past. They've had guys that can spot up and shoot threes. You had Always. Ray Allen and Mike Miller uh, with uh, – With the Heat, you've had, I mean, Kyle Korver's been on. Yeah, Yeah. Kyle Korver hasn't won a championship, but he's been on teams where he's been that guy, so uh, a lot of good teams have a guy that, you know, off the bench that can run in those lineups, and the other good thing about, you know, Holiday is he's an excellent defender. He can defend pretty much any position besides a big guy, big center. He's not going to be guarding Jokic down in the post, but he can guard a four. He can, he might not do it great, but, you know, he can tire him out, hopefully, and you know, make him struggle a little bit. But I, I I agree with him. He's one of my favorite players, and I really, really want to see him uh, back with the Pacers next season. And I think it'll happen because uh, his brother's here, so I think that, you know, is also pretty enticing to him to keep playing with him.
0: Yeah, can we talk about Old Depot for a second? I mean, he said he wasn't playing, and then he said he was playing. And you got to think he's. there been an official report that he's playing in the games. There's of, no official report yet. He's no been taking it. You wouldn't play in the scrimmage if you're not going
1: to play. And games, he you know? has said after scrimmage games that he feels fine, feels mm-hmm. good. So if he doesn't play, it would be a big shock to me personally. I wouldn't understand because he's played in all three scrimmages. He's played heavy minutes. Uh, he's looked. He's looked good in the scrimmages. Yeah. He has looked good. He's you know obviously still knocking off some rust with some turnover mistakes and things like that but the bounce is back uh, the speed looks back defensively he looks good um, he looks a lot more confident out there so I mean I would be very shocked if he decides he doesn't want to play and it would kind of it would upset me. If he he chose not to.
0: The quarantine is shut down. It kind of put everyone back on the same playing field. Everyone's going to be rusty, you know. So I I just kind of thought, what is your guy's opinion on Like, what was that all about? Was he just trying to get notoriety? Was he just trying to send a message to the front office, I want to get paid? What do you think? You know,
2: I I actually asked myself that on the uh, Stair Stepper yesterday where I do a lot of my very – D-backs 4-2. 4-2, I love it. Um, A very deep thinking talk. Of um, obviously. Hundred so, bucks, baby. Hundred bucks, we're all in. Um, but I, I think uh, what it comes down to with Victor is, he, uh, he comes off as maybe, I don't want to say basketball is not his number one priority. He comes off to me as a guy with a lot of interests, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Which he likes is great. To see. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm fine. And I know I was very hard on him last time, and I will be very hard on him if he decides not to play again. But he, he's a guy that I don't think basketball is his own. Oh no. That's, That's a, high, was big. Ball. That's a high, fly ball. high fly ball. One out away from celebrating, guys. One out away from celebrating. But no, he's the type of guy that he could go and he could be fashionable. Um, I went to South Carolina last week. I don't even think I told you this. Last weekend, um, for about five days, I went to a mall. And uh, Victor Oladipo was actually a huge poster. Um, I think it was maybe J. Crew or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Men's Warehouse. So so like he's he's starting to get out in about... like. I just think for him, I think he he's considering everything. It's a brand. Um, there's clearly, brand. yeah. There's there's clearly something not right. I don't care what anybody says. There's something not right with him with the Pacers right now. He he, it had to be. He feels slighted about their extension offer, which is fine, but um, he needs to play because he's got to prove himself. It, yeah, uh, he, he got progressively better throughout the scrimmage games, and um, that that's just that's my feeling on it. I think he's a guy with a lot of interests, and that's it.
1: Speaking of saying that situation is a little weird, Richard Jefferson I saw tweeted not tweeted out but said something that this reminded him uh, the Victor Oladipo situation. It reminded him of uh, Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio, that same situation that went down there. I don't know the context behind that quote. I just saw it tweeted out, so I don't know where he said it. But does that does that sound something like you guys think is you know a real concern or do you think it just an outsider that doesn't really know what's going on
0: I mean it's obviously a concern I mean Kawhi was what he was going to practice there was reports he was practicing with players at the practice facility and would refuse to play because he said he wasn't healthy he didn't like the way he was handled guys can feel slighted Kawhi's a weirder guy just because you don't really know anything about Kawhi's personality other than he's kind of a robot on camera and when everyone sees him so it's a little different but at the same time, I don't think Richard Jefferson's too far off just saying that. I mean, hopefully it's not true, but yeah,
2: and I think that there are probably a lot of NBA players that aren't super in touch with their, um, you know, their front offices. I I do think it's a little concerning because Richard Jefferson is a little more plugged in with players. Yeah. Um, and so there's got to be some sort of. If uh,
1: Kendrick Perkins said it, it'd be bullshit. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> I, I do think I do think there's got to be something to it. Um, it might not be as bad as we're blowing it up to be, but there's there's bad blood there for some reason, uh, and we've given him everything, so it's got to be it's got to be that extension offer, it's got to be stuff happening uh, behind the scenes. But I apparently Victor was able to make his own call when he came back, how he came back, how many minutes he had. So I don't know, boys. I uh, I, I just
1: uh, I also want to say something's
2: weird. I, I don't think he's quiet by any means. But
1: moving on to more. Uh, optimistic conversations. We were talking about Justin Holiday, T.J. McConnell probably in my top three
0: Yeah.
1: people I, I like on the team.
0: Absolutely. Uh, he had a good game against the Spurs. Right? He had
1: a really good game. Uh,
2: yeah, I like me some T.J. Warren too.
1: Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I like all these I guys. Like all the I mean guys We have a very likable four, 14 points for McConnell. He had uh, 11 assists.
0: Yeah, when he got those minutes early in the year when Brogdon was out, I mean, he was killing it. He had buzzer beaters to end quarters. Yeah. Always, you know, looking to pass first. Never really much of a shooter, but did everything else well. So. I
1: mean, he just runs that second unit so well, and I know he's got an option, a uh, team option, I think. And Kevin Pritchard, I, I think he would be very not smart to not pick that up. Yeah. He's only owed $3 million next year. you got to pick that up. Sure. Um, especially, you know, considering the Pacers have needed depth at the wing position because they've had injuries. So yeah. uh, you got to have depth on the roster, um, and the other thing too here, speaking of depth, is I wanted to bring up Goga. We had mentioned him earlier. He's been hurt. I don't know when he's going to play. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the injury is, but he's been out. He hasn't practiced in a while. Hasn't played in the scrimmages. So there's a chance he's not going to be ready to go at the beginning of these games as the backup center. But we've seen Jakar Sampson, who's came in and he's played. You know pretty well off the bench. There's obviously some limitations in his game, shooting-wise and defensively, but he's been playing the five. They've also thrown T.J. Leaf in there a little bit, but it looks like Jakar's the guy that they're going to go with. So, what do you think about that move as he- with him as the backup five? I think it's their next best option, and honestly, I would, I, I think I would honestly prefer it over Goga. Um, I know defensively he's limited, but Goga has also had his limitations defensively this season as well. Uh, Jakar is going to be undersized. So what do you guys think about that? How will that play out, especially if the Pacers get in foul trouble and they play, you know, like a Joel Embiid? Uh, that's going to be rough.
0: Yeah, that's that's going to be the only concern. But offensively, he's <coughs> just going to hover around the rim and take, you know, all those ball screens and those drives by our guards. He's going to benefit from that. And he's an athletic freak. We've seen his dunks many times this year, and it's blown us all away with his athleticism. So I'm not too concerned. I really don't want to see Leaf there. Because I think, honestly, Jakar would do a better defensive job than Leaf. I don't want to see Leaf at all. I don't want to see Leaf ever again in my life, to be honest. But so I would much prefer Jakar, and it sucks because hopefully Goga, you know, can be something for the future, can be a good backup, maybe a starter one day. We've heard all these things that he's in the plan somewhere, somehow, but it just never seemed to click for Goga, I'd say. I mean, you know, he might have got some blocks, some rebounds, played good in Spurts, but never impressed me but you got to give this guy time. That being said, I don't have a problem with Jakar. He's not the best option by any means. There's going to be some defensive liability, like you said, but I don't think it's that big of an issue in this offense.
1: Uh, and speaking of TJ Leaf, that first scrimmage, he played heavy minutes. Didn't really play much uh, in the other two scrimmages. He only got, uh, let's see here, six minutes against the Mavericks, and he only had five minutes against the Spurs. But that first scrimmage, Against the Blazers, he got heavy minutes. He played 17 minutes, and he pulled down 11 rebounds. <laughs> but he also had a dunk attempt <laughs> <Yeah>. where <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it wasn't even close. It was one of the worst dunk attempts I've ever seen. But go ahead and talk about Jakar. I
2: um, I think I want to speak more to what I have seen kind of early in the season. Um, you know, he's a spark plug guy, right? He's the type of guy that's going to piss you off on the defensive end like him and Embiid are going to go at it, like, and Embiid's going to beat him, like, Embiid's the better player, like, it's cool, but it's going to be one of those situations where Jakar's not going to back down. Something tells me that Jakar Sampson goes into every NBA game thinking, like, he's being slighted, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I he goes, he, he goes into the game thinking, like, you know, if I was an inch taller, I'd be the best player in well, the league. the other team's yeah. are making fun of my guy. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, so... I'm uh, I I like Jakar and I think Jakar fits what we need to do with this uh, this smaller unit uh, more so than Goga. I've never been a big Goga guy. I mean I I got to run down US 31 still. I think <laughs> with something, but uh, that's fine. Like I haven't forgot. I need to do that. Uh, but I, I, I like Jakar. Jakar is a, a, a good backup center for us in this situation. Yeah, we could thing, be
0: worse. The one thing that annoys me is people that criticize Nate for not giving these young guys more playing time. He sees them every day in practice. We all know they suck. <laughs> we all know they're shit. We don't want these guys to have more playing time. You try to win games in the NBA. This is professional right. basketball. If you can get five, six minutes in the scrimmage, he sucks, okay, <laughs> especially with one of the center out in front of him in front of him. <laughs> sucks. I mean, he's terrible. So I don't want to hear that anymore.
1: I mean, let's look at the past for T.J. Leaf. Trevor Booker came in, played over him. Yeah. Uh, who was it last year? Who played over him last year? Um, I can't even think. I mean, Thad Thad was the the power Booker. forward. That was first yeah. season. I'm I'm just trying to think of who else has played, gotten the nod over.
2: It doesn't matter. Him. Every single time we need something to upgrade at the trade deadline, we're always like. We need
1: to upgrade the back. I mean, form. Damian Wilkins was playing over.
2: him I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> every year, he hadn't played the league in like four years. Every
2: year is the exact same thing, dude. Every single year is the exact same thing. We're always like, TJ Leaf deserves an opportunity. Ever, all the fans are like, No, he effing doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And then he just gets outplayed by guys that were dropped by other teams that just play hard. Like TJ Leaf is the guy that you're like, Oh, he plays hard. Like, yeah, but he sucks. Yeah, and the other guys just pass it. I mean, we're playing Jakar Samson over TJ Leaf. I imagine TJ Leaf, when he's playing basketball, he's
0: stuck in like a six-foot pool of water. Yes. And he's trying to maneuver and do his move. That's kind of how I – when I think I TJ like Leaf that a basketball, lot. that's kind of I how like I like that a lot, play. honestly. If
1: only he become more like Eric Honk pool basketball. <laughs> oh, oh wow. my God,
2: Cook. They, we don't take names there. Cook.
1: <laughs> Cook. What? I want to check the Diamondback score. It's not good. They scored? Uh, two. Home run. Four-four. It's 4-4. It's 4-4, boys. What do you need
2: in that game? We the Diamondbacks <sighs> went win outright.
1: Yeah. We got $100, $100 on that. No, $100 It's a free bet. Well, that's uh, why he's telling his wife. <laughs> no, it really was. <laughs> I, I, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. Would you guys say we're 50% through the show? Yes. All right, I got to do another ad read. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do the same one, actually. We got to do it twice. Let's go. So, bet online again. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Uh, Also, tune in for Floyd Mayweather. He joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right. Where he talks about expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prices and bet on the cost of his bling. How much would you say a Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather cost of bling costs? Just a, like a
0: necklace or something? Yeah, just a necklace. 300. Generic letta-
1: ne- lettuce. Yeah, I said generic, generic lettuce. Anywhere from 300 yeah. to 500, though. Yep. Yeah. So visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up to date sports news. Don't forget to sign up. Take advantage of all the welcome back sports bonuses. BetOnline, your wagering experts. Simply Safe is our latest sponsor here as well. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated that you never use it. This is exactly the type of security system. Uh, simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simply safe, simple is safer, and exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now. When feeling safe at home has never been more important. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your home 24 7. Order online with a click of a button, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician or salesperson has to come and disrupt your house. You don't even need to pay any monthly outrageous fees or sign a two year contract. Um, Simply Safe was named Best Overall Security System of 2020 by U.S. News and the World Report, and their 24/7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at 50 cents a day. Head to simplysafe.com/team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com/team to make sure they know that our show sent you. All right, a little bit tired after that. Fine. Take a breath. (sighs) All right. So, anyways, Pacers uh, games coming up here. Uh, A couple more things before we get into around the association. Uh, Saturday, they play against the Philadelphia 76ers. We were just talking about Joel Embiid. I heard he's questionable for that game, but I think he's likely going to play. Followed by playing Wizards on Monday at 4 o'clock, the Magic Tuesday at 6 o'clock, and the Phoenix Suns at 4 o'clock. So, not too bad of a schedule there for the Pacers there to start. What are you guys looking forward to most that first week of games for the Pacers and the NBA? Because I'll even say, go ahead and say it now. Thursday night, doubleheader, on TNT, Jazz versus Pelicans, Clippers versus Lakers. So those are our two games Thursday night. So you can guys talk about that, NBA games, Pacers games coming up. What are you guys most excited about?
0: Just sports being back, you know, that, that excitement of getting done with work and then be like alright what am I going to do for dinner am I going to have sex with my wife am I going to shower today What? oh wait sports are on I'm not going to do any of that I'm just going to sit there I'm going to sit on my couch I'm going to bet on these games who knows I might pleasure myself watching the games if I, if I get bored during one of the games it's going to be a hell of a day on the couch those couch moments that I live for I've been missing that have just been filled with like old reruns of like Stranger Things and just whatever else I can find Epstein documentaries like Sports are back. Basketball's back. The one sport I love watching more than any. And Pacers specifically, obviously is the biggest storyline. Just seeing him in general. The new look offense with Holiday, those things are all exciting to me. None of the other young guys. I don't give a shit about any other young guys. I just want to see the guys that played well before this all this shit happened.
2: I want to see the guys play well after all this shit happened. And I'm just excited in general. Yeah, I'm very excited. I think the one thing I'm looking forward to the most, though, is – um, we know th- there are going to be positives, negatives. We just threw Cassianos out by maybe 15, <laughs> 20 feet. Um, thank you, Nick. One of my favorite Cubs players last year. But I think the one thing I'm looking forward to is just uh, – it sounds super corny – just generally um, just talking to Pacers Nation, I think, yeah. daily on Twitter, just tweeting about it, people uh, following us, us following them. Um it's just gonna be really awesome, just to kind of all complain about Nate, Nate McMillan at the same time. And uh, this ain't good. It's not good here no. in Texas, boys. We we need the Arizona Diamondbacks to get a We're double play ball third. right here. But that's it. That's what that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, just talking to people, and uh, that's it. I, I just I want to I want to get back to Pacers Nation. The I want to complain Zion, about the same thing. I can't wait to see Lord's on. Yeah, the court, that fat know. ass <laughs> is questionable tomorrow. <laughs> Out with too much gumbo in the system. He's gonna come in. He's
0: gonna. I'm. I'm Call them 30 points from Zion tomorrow night. I'm calling
1: it right now. I do want to say the NBA has done a good job of this whole bubble thing compared to other other sports leagues. We mentioned the Marlins fiasco earlier. Uh, Pacers scrimmages when I watch those. Obviously the crowd missing, you can notice. It's a factor. It kind of bothers me, but we'll get used to it. Yeah. Uh, and I might be taking away from some of you around the association press here, but 344 players tested for COVID-19 and zero tests have come back positive in the bubble.
0: Yeah, I think they've taken all the precautions necessary. You get everyone around that's not infected. I mean, the virus just doesn't come out of thin air, you know, so it's got to have a host to carry it. So it makes sense. The theory has been, you know,
2: accepted. It's working. We're playing basketball now, so I'm excited. I'm also excited. I just, you, mean, you see what the MLB is trying to do with obvious, obvious issues with uh, the Marlins and, uh, you know, other teams now get affected by it. It's the same reason why, uh, you know, high school sports probably aren't going to work out this year because you got you got too many guys that are, are going to go off and do their own thing. In the MLB, they're going to, you know, they're going to the strip clubs. They're, they're going to hang out after games, and they're not taking it seriously. The NBA's in a bubble. They're doing it the right way. They're providing their players with a uh, at least a decent experience. Um if you don't have people quarantined, it's 0% chance of working. And uh, I just think the NBA is doing it right. And I give all the credit to Adam Silver, who is clearly, I think, the best um, commissioner in all of sports. And I think that's hands down. I yeah. don't think anybody could do anything, unless there's like a, a rugby commissioner that's just off the wall. If
0: you're an owner of an NFL team, you probably think Roger Goodell is the best you know, guy just because of he always. Oh, yeah. But other than that, I agree.
1: Um... Before we get into around the association here, <laughs> oh, ooh, that's a strike! Come on, man! I thought you said this guy had a big strike zone. He does. Outside, um, outside.
2: outside, wide strike zone.
1: So I want to bring up Hawk was just part of uh, Facebook fraud. <laughs> yes, that was me. So, <laughs> want to tell everybody the uh, story about that? What what okay. exactly happened there? So there's this guy on
0: Facebook. I don't. I kind of know who's behind it in a weird way, but. It's this person I was not never that close with, and it's not him, because I've asked him multiple times, and he's proven to me it's not him. But they're mutual friends, but he doesn't really know who it is either. But it's this troll on Facebook. His name's Willie Earnhardt. About five months ago, he changed his profile picture to a picture of me with a combine next to it, and he just sent me a DM. Hey, you look like me. <laughs> and that just threw... I was like, what the hell is going on? So we just went on this back and forth on Messenger. Who the hell are you? What is going on? I was so confused. And then this guy every couple months will just disappear, and then he'll come back, and then he'll just like get a pic, he'll find a picture of me and somebody else, and then just post it and just mess with me. And I don't, I have no idea who this is, and I I don't even want to know really, because I kind of like the game that I'm in with this guy.
1: You don't just block him.
0: No, because, you know, that's not as fun. It's never hurtful or mean. It's just weird and random, which is right up my alley. <laughs> I like that. So.
1: Did anybody actually comment or share it thinking it was real? No,
0: because he has, like, 20 f- friends on there, and I think <laughs> all of his 20 friends are also troll accounts that are fake profiles. So it's it's this massive troll community I've found that somehow snuck my way into it. What did the message say? I don't even remember, because I just kind glance of glanced at it. You that. stole something
2: out of an rv or yeah and then you used your tie to tie up a tiny guy that was in the picture
0: with yeah. you and you were railing him yeah that's pretty much yeah that didn't happen at all I, pro- I can promise you that but you know in this guy's troll world fantasy it did and i guess i'm just a pawn in his game now so i if you could pick anybody to troll like who would we pick your brother it's gotta be dockage that the hell a of dockage. That you would, would pick my cool. brother over Dan Dockage. <laughs> yeah. Because you know Kay. Dockage would he would have, he would come back, like take it serious.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Alright, so uh, that'll wrap that up. Uh, let's start around the association here in just one second.
0: It's time for around the association! Presented
2: by bye
0: <laughs> All right. We got baseball action on in the background. NBA news on my phone. Here we go. According to Sean Devenny, Chicago execs say they're willing to Somebody trade farted. Zach Levine. You fart? Somebody farted. Was it Zach Levine? It was Dude. <laughs> was it? What'd you have for lunch? Uh, I actually
2: had a. I actually had a fiber bar, for going to be honest. So, yeah, That'll we're do in it. Trouble. That'll yeah.
0: do it. Okay, so like I said, Chicago <laughs> execs said they're willing to trade Zach Levine and Thaddeus Young whenever the season happens. Well, who do you think would be a good fit? What kind of packages would you be looking for? Obviously, I don't think any of us would really want Levine on our team. I personally wouldn't. Thad Young, maybe. I wouldn't be opposed to getting him back. But
2: any thoughts on that whatsoever? Honestly, teams that should go after Zach Levine, I'm thinking maybe a team like Suns. Suns isn't. Uh, I mean, you got Devin Booker, might be a tiny bit repetitive. Yeah. Um, I was thinking maybe a team like the Pelicans. You know, that the Pelicans be. could maybe uh, uh go out and and move some pieces if if that that I mean you got to find somebody that can get up and down the floor and shoot. The Nets, another team that could be interesting. You pair them with Kyrie and uh, Durant. That, that could be an interesting third-wheel guy. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of teams that could use a guy like Zach Levine. Here's my problem. I don't like investing in losers. Uh, and it sucks. I'm not saying Levine is a loser himself, He's, but he... he didn't play for a winning team in Minnesota and he didn't play for a winning team in Chicago, so I don't know if he can win now I said the same exact thing about T.J. Warren and I love him, Uh, but let's be honest T.J. Warren, he's winning a little now but he's not winning winning, you know what I mean so it's hard for me to evaluate those guys that are are losers Uh, and that's what Zach Levine is at his heart, he's a loser Uh, I agree he, he's a dunk. Him. He's a he's a dunker. He's a he's a three point shooter. He can get hot. He's a glory. Like he is. Uh, he's a rich man's Gerald Green. That's what he is. That's wow. what I think. He's a rich man's Gerald Green. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I just his
0: style of basketball doesn't really entice me. Especially, I don't think he'd fit on the Pacers well at all. So I would not be interested. Chris, any thoughts?
1: No, he seems like he's uh, destined to be on the Knicks. I think.
0: Thad Young, though. would you welcome Thad
1: Young back? Uh, he's got a couple more years left, 13 million on that contract. Um, leadership-wise, yeah, I would love him in the locker room again. I think he'd be solid off the bench uh, defensively. Um, I know he's getting up there; he's a little bit older, but you know, I'd take him back in. Uh, I'd be willing to do that. Definitely considering the uh, pieces we have off the bench now. The big men. I Didn't mean, we
0: get Shakina back, which is yeah, going to, that that's be a good addition that's to the, the, the best Detroit part about race. it. Next up, Michael Junior. Michael Porter Junior. That's hard to say three times. (laughs) I love that
2: you brought this up.
0: Put on his tinfoil hat on Instagram Live, stating the coronavirus is being overblown and used to control the masses of people. As two huge conspiracy guys, I'm sitting next to, I'd like to hear your thoughts on MJP's statements. Get as political as possible. I'm
2: going to say this right now. I could do. I don't think I could do eight hours on this topic, and I'm going to choose. Yeah, I'm going to choose. To throw it to Chris first because he's very he, he's better with words I and I will go say, on for hours. I don't
0: but. necessarily disagree with some of his comments. Some of his comments are it's definitely being used for an agenda in some places. Yeah,
2: uh, tell me where he's wrong. But I'm gonna let Chris go first just because I will rabbit hole this so far we won't be able to get off the edges. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I mean he shouldn't have said it. No.
2: There's
0: no um,
1: advantage to him saying there's it. There's no advantage to him saying it. I know he's got an opinion, he needs to speak his mind, I get that, but you're in the era now where anything you say or do, people will criticize you, they will, uh, they're going to use it against him. Like, I've seen people online now say that they wouldn't want him on their playing on their team. Oh, so Yeah, I don't think it's that serious. Yeah, I don't think it's that serious. I would definitely take him on the Pacers in yeah. a heartbeat. Um, and so, yeah, his comments, they were, you know, they weren't very smart. They were dumb to say, "I can get what he's saying in those words." Uh, I don't think he's wrong. Like, you know, I mean, I think he's wrong, but I don't think he's, you know, off the deep end with some of what he was thinking, what he was trying to say. It's just the way he kind of articulated it and said it that you know that wasn't good.
2: I'm going to be very tactful when I say this. Um, I, I, I find it super hard to uh, take seriously. People in the NBA that, are, that, that complain about being political um, when the NBA clearly has this crazy deal with China, uh, they, they monopolize off of China, that's a fact. LeBron James would not be LeBron James in terms of money without China. The NBA would not be the NBA without China, China is the second big market that makes the NBA uh, probably more popular than the NFL and the MLB on a global level. So uh, there are politics in basketball. And I personally, I personally, was it dumb to say, for Michael Porter Jr.'s sake, yes, it was dumb to voice that out loud. To put put that into existence. Now, I'm going to applaud the young man, because I don't get why people aren't allowed to speak their minds.
0: Yeah, and if you think Um, where he's a young kid who's been the man everywhere he's been right you know he's never had to think super critically about anything. No. all this stuff's happening
2: he's just get on instagram a lot right. and says a
0: few things yeah
2: people I, freaked out and i'm telling you like um i personally i i i'm at the point with the coronavirus stuff where i understand that it can be serious for some you know at the, at the beginning i'm not gonna lie when fauci told me i mean fauci told me i didn't have to wear a mask because it didn't really make a difference that's yeah. what he said that's what that's what he said i didn't make that up i
0: and Elizabeth Warren told us to go to China. Yeah, and, no, and Elizabeth Warren
2: was cool to go to China. So, let me just tell you this, like it is very political. Um, I'm going to we're going to stop talking about it right now because I think it would be fun to do a whole podcast on oh, this conspiracy theory. But I personally don't have a problem with the young man voicing his opinion because so many others in the NBA are voicing their opinion negatively uh, in terms of the politics and um, how bad everything is so why can't somebody stick up for what they believe in that's where I'm going to leave it would love to do a podcast if people want to hear the, 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 po- the podcast the would podcast. Born, the the born, born Ready to conspire. <laughs>
1: born, ready, born Ready to there Conspire Born Ready to Conspiracize yeah, yeah
2: I think that would be great I, I think his,
1: his comment about vaccines was really stupid yeah though. that was the one yeah. that lost me a little bit yeah.
0: never had a vaccine like yeah. come
1: on I mean, you got, he was required to have vaccines to, where did he go to college? Missouri? Missouri. Yeah. He was required to have a vaccine to go there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, So. uh, Just last thing. I,
2: I I definitely think that was the worst point that he made. Uh, But it it is what it is at the end of the day. I'm going to, I'm going to tip my hat to the guy that's willing to speak out. And uh, there, there, there are motives. Both sides are using the coronavirus uh, to their advantage. It's, it's an apolitical topic, both. Both sides want want to monopolize that the best they can. Done. Let's move on. Love it. Next up, Lou Williams. So Lou
0: Williams tragically had a family member pass away, so he left the bubble, and then he got hell of shit online. For I don't know if you know who uh, Jack Harlow is. I do. He I do. I What's poppin' song? Pretty good song. Yep. Posted Post a picture of Lou Will in Magic City, and apparently Lou Will's defense was, I don't care about women, I don't care about the strippers. I just wanted those damn wings. And to, in his defense, those wings are named after him. And then also in his defense, those wings are... I've completely flipped. Right. Once I saw the wings, and once I realized they were named after him, I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. He was just picking up wings.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah I like not care too. about titties. He's it, the NBA. He can get titties here, whenever he wants. And here's the thing I have a problem with. Um, we're railing this guy. There's a very low chance that him being at that strip club he wasn't around those women's faces no he was way he He was was respectfully he was respectfully distant he was slightly south um they weren't breathing on him they might have been sweating on him maybe i don't know but depending on where his nose was anything could happen that's all i'm gonna say and he was wearing a mask and he had chicken wings dude was feeling himself just let it go um he's made such a compelling argument that now I want the chicken wings. I think we almost have to go to ATL, the ATL to watch the Pacers. Listen, somewhere. that's the only thing I want to do now is go to Magic City. I know Magic is it a bucket City. list now? It is.
0: I know it's an expensive strip club, though, so we have to come with a couple stacks ready to go Yeah. while we wait on our wings, but that's fine with me. If I have to get a couple dances while I wait on some wings, you all hear me complain. One bit. Chris, you got any thoughts?
1: Uh, No, I think the best part about that is uh, the fight that the Clippers players are now having with Kendrick Perkins. Pretty sure Kevin <laughs> yeah. (laughs) Durant chimed in, Kendrick Perkins said something on there, uh, and uh, him and Lou Williams were going back and forth, so that's been the best part, you know, Kendrick Perkins, this guy that, you know, he kind of fell into a ring there with the Celtics, and really didn't do much during his career, was like a, you know, probably career two point for game score, Uh, he's kind of filling the role of Ryan Hollins right now, just saying some dumb shit on ESPN, so.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a good watch though because you don't really know what the hell he's he doesn't even know what he's about to say no it's he coming doesn't. out of his mouth but I it's will like he's just randomly from I his. will
1: respect him because he said some good things about the Pacers yeah so go Kendrick Perkins
2: fourth inning is starting and we all have the uh, zero runs here so so let's um, get this done quick yep, let's last
0: on the docket I believe oh there's two more things on the docket. We've gone this far without talking about LeBron James. Oh. That's our collective bad. I know you guys have probably turned this off long ago. We've gone this far without talking about LeBron. But he's been caught saying some things on a hot mic. Mm. Come on, you. Come on with your shitty ass, he said to Catavius Caldwell Pope in a scrimmage this week. And there was another statement. Everything he says that gets picked up on a hot mic, there's three or four articles written about it. It's hot news. So my overall point is do you think we will hear as much as people think, or will players be censored by Mickey Mouse? What do we think?
2: I think we're going to hear a lot um, I think we're h- going to hear a lot of random words mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad you brought up LeBron uh, Of course I had to Here's the thing with LeBron He's now sporting some gray in his beard Yes, I don't know if you saw Where, that the where was that even I mean, you don't just start spotting gray over I mean, True. as much gray as you're saying. Why is that? You know he's been at home a lot. Maybe the home life's stressful for him. Maybe that's kicking in. Could he possibly? Could he possibly be off Adrenochrome? Of
0: Whoa, my God! We're getting super. I'm sorry, <laughs> super conspiracy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Guys. What
2: out? I wanted to drop you think one it's,
0: it's supply stop. I think the supply is Ever stopped. since Maxwell got st- Yeah, got all those oh, guys. Wow. I'm just
2: kidding, but I just wanted to say that. Google it. I'm just complete joke. Please don't. <laughs> jump in my DMs there, but um, no, I actually think we're gonna hear it. I and I love it though because I want to see what guys are truly competitive, what guys are talking. I've always I've always loved Patrick Beverley, like, oh, yeah. you know, he's just getting the most out of his out of his God given <laughs> abilities. Yeah, like I he's agree. not LeBron, but he thinks he can stop LeBron. He's a meme Lance Yes, and so at the end of the day, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear the competitive nature, um, and I think I think guys like LeBron will will really need to. Um, Guys with brands are going to have to really think how they're going to talk. I just love that he called Cadavus Caldwell Pope. Come on with
0: your shitty ass. <laughs> I mean, you he's know know got a mean? great point, I too. Mean, yeah, Caldwell Pope is shitty. Let's yeah, and, that. I mean,
1: you saw with the, the Dodgers and the Astros game. I mean, there was a little bit of hot mic there. I think there was something on Correa where that pitcher was thrown at him. You could just see him mouth and shut the F up. I'd
0: love to. Uh, Joe uh, Kelly? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go and, ahead. He,
1: you know, a lot of other things that were said, um, just mocking him because he strike out the face the mocking face, which was perfect, so you're going to get a lot of that in the NBA, which it's going to be interesting to see. Funny to see a lot of mean diff- a lot of meme potential from what we're about to see.
0: Yeah, so uh, Joe Kelly, I think if he was actually going for him, trying to hurt him, he wouldn't throw him a curveball. But I think more than one
2: occasion, he was gunning for a guy, especially on the three-o when he hit Bregman. With I'm going to sp- tell you straight up. Joe Kelly is a bad mother. Yeah, he is. He He's really scary. is. If you know anything, let me give you just a few things about Joe Kelly before we break down kind of the video because this has been a quick podcast. I feel like it's, a, it's been less than an hour. Yeah, I love it. I'm fine with it. So Joe Kelly, um, a couple years ago, he 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 was throwing like 103, 104, like mm-hmm. just humming, dude. At like the run Sox. strike three. Yeah, and he was uh, he straight up couldn't he couldn't find the strike zone. He was literally famous for he would say like i don't know where this wild ball's trick. going yeah um, at one point he was trying to learn how to throw a – I think it was a curve ball in his front yard he was so shitty that he threw it and actually broke a window in his own yard an mlb <laughs> pitcher <laughs> broke a window in his own house cuz he can't control it so he's got the perfect he's got the perfect wow. wild thing uh, a couple years ago, you might remember he was uh, he was on Boston, and it was it was very clear that Boston. It was one of those situations where Boston and the Yankees were playing, and there was there's always bad blood, but it was boiling. Like you could tell at one point, it was gonna it was gonna pop off, and uh, Kelly hit I think it was Austin Romine and somebody like that, some some lower end guy on the Yankees. And uh, I'll be damned. I mean, he takes his. He, he, he gave him the, the finger wag, like, come on over here, big boy. I hate your ass. You want to come out here? Because I'll beat your ass. And, uh, and he did. He beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, last night, uh, everyone hates. The Astros, unless you're an Astros fan. Yes. Uh, Correa was one of my favorite players. I actually met him when he was like 19, got his autograph creepy, but that's fine. Uh, and he was kind of a whiny little baby then. Like yeah, I was the I only one that. standing there, and I was like, we signed my ball, and he literally just gave me like a pouty face like, I got to go in. And I'm like, dude, it's it's literally me, and that's it. But anyways, um, he, was, he was pouting, and he threw one at Bregman. And he threw one. He threw one at Correa, and then he strikes Korea out. So he doesn't even hit the guys. And uh, granted, they were up by his head, up by their head. But you know what? Gosh damn it! How do you how do you suspend a guy for what would be 22 regular season games if it was over 180 games? How do you suspend the guy for not hitting somebody? Strike three, three outs away from cash, guys. Uh, how do you suspend a guy? that didn't hit somebody, but you you don't suspend any of the players that literally won a championship on their way to cheating. I think it's bullshit. I'll be honest with you. And as a fan, and I think the Astros should feel the same way. Like, okay, you're not going to take away their title. You're not going to suspend them. And now they can't even get hit by a damn baseball by a guy that was directly affected by it. He was not on that Dodgers team that got beat in the World Series, but he was on that that Boston team that got beat in the uh, division. Uh, So... Some bad blood. Yeah, there's
0: some bad blood. He's done what a, a lot of people wanted to do and they yeah. probably won't do. And, you know, now that MLB put down that eight game suspension, I don't think a lot of teams will come as Astros is what we thought. But I, I suspect that'll get suspended, like reduced to Yeah, four games. it needs
2: to be reduced. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Chris, I know you you are uh, you're a baseball guy now, hardcore. So what are your thoughts on this Joe Kelly situation? He looks like the guy off you, by the way. Off of you? Off you, the Netflix <laughs> Chris movie. Chris Delia? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's not talk about we're, we're not friends. talking about <laughs> Chris We're talking about, you know the stalker guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he looks just like him. He really does. He Joe is insane. his name. Joe, man. yeah, yeah Joe. Joe. He's also, uh, Joe is also the actor on uh, Gossip Girl, which is a show yeah. that I was watching during the beginning of quarantine. Mm-hmm. How do you know and that? there's my man card. Thoughts? Because I just told you, I watched. It. It's It's actually pretty good. I, my roommate loves it. So I can only it's watch. It's solid. Uh, it's, B2? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like all those uh, Tri-Central kids, they got weird. Yeah, they They get weird. You know, my wife's a Tri-Central girl. So, uh, anyways, that's it. That's it. That's all I got to say. Chris, any more uh, additions to Joe Kelly?
1: No, I I liked it. I I thought the suspension was, you know, shit. Hopefully it gets reduced just like you guys said. So, you guys kind of hit the nail on the head, hit there with all my thoughts. I think uh, what the MLB is just trying to do is scare away other teams from doing the same thing. So why are we protecting the Astros players who cheated and, and not these other teams? So
0: I think you should, every Astros player you hit, you should automatically get two guys. Like, you should get a guy on base next inning. Just let's double yeah. down. Let's just make this crazy. <laughs> That'll never happen. So next up, last thing on the ATA, ownership group being put together to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't know if you guys have any cash light around want we'll I throw an offer <laughs> in, but Kevin Durant wants to – not Kevin Durant. Garnett. Kevin Garnett yeah. wants to pledge two hundred million and be head of basketball operations. Thoughts on Garnett's petition? That would be, that'd be kind of scary. Garnett's your like basketball operations guy. <laughs> I, it I would it like might create a winning culture,
2: and he's loved in Minnesota. I don't know what I have no clue what Ke- Kevin Garnett would be like as as running as president of <laughs> basketball he's operations. An guy. He's guy. He's a very so intense good. guy. Um, I could see where Minnesota would be excited to do something like that because they're clearly going nowhere. you got to trade Carl Anthony Towns. He's not a winner. Um, he's a baby. Uh, there's a lot of things that need to happen. Uh, I'm not sure logistically if I would be like, oh, hey, let's give let's give this group uh, the nod because they have Kevin Garnett, per se. But it's it's a part of the puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the pussification of America. Ooh. Uh, and, and the Timberwolves have a lot of sissies on that team. Yeah. And and you need somebody like Kevin Garnett to really dig deep in there and find some winners. He I mean, um, automatically
0: comes in with all the respect in the world, so I yeah. think it could work.
2: Yeah, I think it could work. I have no clue what he could do, if he could scout, but it would be intriguing to say the least. And that does it for ATA. Chris, last thoughts
0: on that, anything?
1: Ticket sells. Get the, uh, get the city behind you. Whatever, go for it. I don't. I was kind of shocked you had $200 sent sitting around, but... Whatever, he was in that uh, Adam, bad Adam Sandler movie. You um, so didn't maybe like
0: Uncut Gems? It
1: was bad. I didn't
0: think it was that
1: bad. Way too much screaming.
0: I A lot of screaming. It was like he uneasy just yells one. the whole time. It made you feel time. uneasy.
1: The ending was pretty good, but other than that, everything else was garbage. The only thing I know is somebody gets shot late. Yeah, <laughs> I started watching. spoil this I started watching
2: Kevin this,
0: Garnett gets shot late. That's gets
2: shot reading. late. I mean, I do know... That this is a big pitch here from
1: Kyle Hendricks. Wind up and the pitch. Full count to Suarez. We got to walk.
2: That's not what I'm looking for. Um, All right,
1: well. That's it. That's going to wrap up this episode of Born Ready to Pod (laughs) podcast. Next time we talk to you guys, we'll have some NBA action to discuss. Hopefully some football updates and as well as the baseball season going along. So thanks for joining us, and we will see you guys soon.